We got to talk about the Colts. We got to talk about Chris Ballard. We got to talk about Paris Campbell, Carson Wentz. Toby Northern asked a question this morning that I missed, unfortunately. So we're going to peel back. We're going to answer that about the Colts. The Indiana Pacers, they got a draft opportunity, the likes of which they have not had since the 1980s, coming up in two nights. How are they going to take advantage of it? Who might we see the Colts or the Pacers take? With that first-round pick, really, really sad news out of Allen County in Fort Wayne. Uh, uh, Caleb Swanigan, dead, 25 years old. First-round draft pick of the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. Big Ten Player of the Year for Purdue back in 2017. Really, really sad news. Tragic when a 25-year-old is taken that young, regardless of the circumstances, and they say it was natural causes. Uh, Brooks Kepka. He's jumping to the live tour. Dead to me. Adios, Brooks. Uh, let's talk about the Colts. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, June 21st, the longest day of the year. And it's an absolutely gorgeous day in central Indiana. The heat. I love the heat, man. Are you kidding me? I, I cannot bitch and moan about both the cold and the heat. So I bitch about the cold. Heat comes. I welcome it. Let's go. Um... The Colts. The question from Toby Northern this morning was this. And by the way, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. Plumbing solution, plumbing problem. It's what they do. 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Punch a like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. If you want to donate, ask a question. That's beautiful. I answer it immediately as I failed to do this morning with Toby Northern because I didn't see it. For some reason, the screen went dark, but I was still talking. So, what are you going to do? The question was, is can Carson Wentz be blamed for Paris Campbell's injuries last year? It, it, primarily, the foot injury last year suffered at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Houston Texans. The answer, sadly to me, because I tend to blame everything on Carson Wentz. <laughs> Once a guy's gone... Like, all bets are off. The gloves come off then, and we're just, we just pound away. Carson Wentz, there's nothing wrong with him as a human being, but as a quarterback, you know, you, you just how many things do you, have to, do you have to deal with with Carson Wentz before you're finally done with him, right? And, and the Colts figured that out in just under a year. Carson Wentz, Paris Campbell... Paris Campbell runs kind of a, uh, a skinny post, beats everybody deep. Texans look ridiculous. Campbell's got five yards on a, D, uh, on a DB. Wentz throws it, feathers it in, kind of nice, a little bit underthrown. And then the Texans guy kind of lands, uh, lands on Paris Campbell's foot. He breaks his foot. I don't blame Carson Wentz for that. He, he's not to blame. So there's the question. There's the answer. Now, another thing about the Colts that I think we've got to accommodate is that Chris Ballard, you know what? We keep yelling about how they're understaffed. The Colts are understaffed at wide receiver, and Chris Ballard has got to uh, fill that void. Somehow or another, let's go, right? Get a guy. But here's what Chris Ballard has done. He has been really, really patient. And things have fallen correctly for the Colts this offseason. Matt Ryan, they were patient. They filled the void left by the trade of Carson Wentz when it looked like, oh, my God, who is going to be their quarterback, right? 
at cornerback. Stephon Gilmore fills a role. You know what? Alec Pierce in the draft, well, he, he checks a box. Yannick Ngakwe, another guy who checked a box, but kind of on the, you know, not the schedule of the league, but on Chris Ballard's very, very patient schedule. And, and we spent a lot of time in March and April pulling our hair out, saying, what are we going to do? This team was so close last year. They were 9-8 and eight last year. My God, do something. Well, he has at every turn except at the wide receiver position, minus that Alec Pierce deal, they're still thin. Look, you can draft wide receivers, but expecting them to perform as pro bowlers in their first year is a fool's notion. So you, you've got to find a veteran wide receiver someplace, but you have to trust that the right time, the right place, and the right receiver are all going to combine to give you an opportunity to go check that last box. Maybe, instead of whining about it every morning and afternoon, maybe I should say, you know what? Chris Ballard... He, he, he dances to the beat of his own drummer, and more often than, than not, the beat of his own drummer has allowed him to check boxes this offseason that needed to be checked. you got to feel pretty good right now about Chris Ballard, don't you? Yes, you do. Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan for a third after you trade Carson Wentz? So you're like bereft of quarterbacks, right? you got Sam Ellinger. That's what you got. Okay, he's the quarterback. So you need a quarterback, and the Falcons know you need a quarterback. And still, what you do, and and the Wentz deal, that third may turn into a second next year, and they took the full boat of the contract. Matt Ryan coming to Indy for one third-round draft pick. Colts took the full boat of the contract and renegotiated it uh, a little bit to make it more cap-friendly. That's beautiful work, man. That is really good, and it's put the Colts in a position where you can say, look, AFC South favorites, and you can say it with a straight face. Good for Chris Ballard. Good for the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe we take a deep breath. Let's all do it together. You ready? I feel better already. I feel like the Colts are going to take their time, and they're going to find the right receiver for the right offense and off they're going to go. And even if they don't, they are going to utilize Pittman and Campbell and Pierce and Naheem Hines in the slot in order to see how much calmer I am now after the deep breath. This is Let this be a lesson to you. They're going to be fine at wide receiver, but I would feel much better about them if they could go get a guy like Terry McLaurin, give up a first-round pick, Invest in your wide receivers in the same measure you invested in DeForest Buckner. How about that? All right, let's talk about the uh, about the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers are scheduled to select sixth overall in just two nights. We talked to Ryan Carr today. Ryan Carr is the vice president of player personnel. Ryan Carr is the guy who gets on the phone and says, "Hey, the Indiana Indiana Pacers are selecting dot dot dot." What he had to say this morning, he, he wouldn't tell us where their tiers were, right? Top seven, top ten, you know, and then eight through 12 and 12 through 22, virtually the same guy. He wouldn't do that, but what he did say, and maybe he did it by mistake, I don't know, he said 
the five teams ahead of him or ahead of the Pacers, they think are going to select from among seven. So they need to do their work on those seven. Who are those seven? I'll tell you who those seven are. All right, he didn't tell us, but I'll tell you. Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Boncaro, those guys, ding, 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 easy. Right, those are the top three guys in the draft, and you can include Jaden Ivey as the fourth guy. The vast majority of the mock drafts have Smith and then uh, either Boncaro or Holmgren interspersed at two and three. Then Jaden Ivey at four. I think Jaden Ivey might go higher. If I were drafting in this draft, Jaden Ivey would be my top pick because he is the guy most likely to become a star in the NBA. And as you try to draft up, you know, at the top of the draft, that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for a guy who's a placeholder, a guy who's going to go get you 18 and 6 every season for 10 years. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a game-changing player who can lead your team to a potential championship, and Jaden Ivey is that guy in this draft. So that's four. The fifth, I think, is Keegan Murray. So that leaves, as six and seven, maybe Shaden Sharp, maybe Benedict Maturin. Maturin, Pac-12 Player of the Year, Shaden Sharp, ceiling as high as, you can, as high as he can jump. Floor, as low as you can see. It's an abyssal, the floor for Shaden Sharp. Guys, I heard a guy on NBA TV today say, look, if I had one year left on my contract, there is no way I'm taking Shaden Sharp if I'm a GM. No chance. He is extreme high risk, but he's a potential star because that kid can play. He can jump, he's crazy long, and he can flat shoot. You are not going to see a more beautiful shot in your life than Shaden Sharp's. It is gorgeous. It slices through the net. It doesn't cut through the net. It just kind of nestles in the net and flows through. That's what it does. Shaden Sharp is really, really good. So who are they going to take? I don't know. Could they trade up? Could they trade back? I'm telling you, Ryan Carr today did not allow, and I asked him, you know, with the potential to move up, with the potential to move back, opening up the door for him to kind of discuss moving up and back. He didn't. He just talked about picking sixth. We'll see if that comes to fruition on Thursday night. But who should they take? You know what? You, in that second tier, if you can get a guy like A.J. Griffin, I love these Duke guys. Uh, Pacers had a Dukey in today. And it was really interesting to see, uh, and it was uh, Trevor Keels. Um, and Trevor Keels, not a great shooter, but a good offensive player. And whether you talk to Griffin or Keels or anybody from Duke, what they always talk about is the need to win and how playing five-on-five five open gym games at Duke were wars where people had to ball out and get better. That's interesting to me because not everybody talks that way as they come through the Pacers' pre-draft workouts, but the Dukies do. And so if you can go get a guy like A.J. Griffin, not with six, but if you can trade, let's say you deal... Uh, Miles Turner to the Hornets for a package that includes the 13th overall pick. And you can get A.J. Griffin, you take him. He is, despite the fact that he's 18, he's crazy mature. 
He is a guy with terrific pedigree. His dad played for 10 years in the NBA, Adrian Griffin. He's a coach for the Raptors right now. He gets what it is to play in the NBA, and he understands the responsibilities of that lifestyle, and he loves to compete. That's not a bad idea. You go ahead at six, you take a run-it-along shot at a potential star, either uh, Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp, and then at 13, you go get the sure thing, and that's A.J. Griffin. I don't think they're going to take Keegan Murray. I just don't see it. Keegan Murray is a high-floor guy, low-ceiling guy. He's T.J. Warren, maybe a bit better rebounder. Not a great defender, by the way. Uh, and then at 31, if Nikola, Nikola Jovic is still there, you know what? I get it. You are loved. No sharp for me. If I were a GM, I couldn't, I couldn't take him. I just can't stand losing enough to roll the dice on a guy like Sharp. You know, it's like walking up to a roulette table. You got $1,000 to your name. You take the grand and you put it on 11. And you say, you know what? I'm either walking away with 35 grand or I'm walking away with nothing. That's Shaden Sharp in this draft. And the idea drives me nuts. Uh, Trevor Keels, Max Christie also might be a target at 31 if the Pacers hold on to that pick. Uh, Kevin Pritchard told us a few weeks ago that pick has terrific value as the first of the second round. Um, Brooks Kepka is going to the Live Tour. He's dead to me. I don't like Brooks Kepka. All the guys I don't like are going over there to play over there, and that's fine because I can avoid them all. Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I don't like any of those guys. Phil Mickelson, I don't like that guy. You know what? Good. Adios to those wing nuts. I will ride with Rory McIlroy's and the John Roms and, and the Matt Fitzpatrick's and all the good guys in the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour's done a hell of a job over the last 50 years creating wealth for these very people who are turning their backs on it, including Greg Norman, who has always... Made me want to vomit. Slowest player I've ever followed. I followed him at the U.S. Open at Medina like in 90 or 89, whenever that was. He was so slow. My God, pick up the pace. It's just golf. What are you doing? Um, again, our best to those who loved Caleb Swanigan, worked with him, played with him, coached for him. And uh, that he's dead at the age of 25 is truly awful. And uh, really... Ryan Carr was very, very eloquent in his uh, eulogizing Caleb Swanigan. Talked about his pre-draft workouts with the Pacers, both in 2016 and 17, and uh, just tragic and awful. Uh, but to recap, Caleb Swanigan passes away natural causes, according to the Allen County Coroner. Uh, Pacers, I think that they roll the dice on six, and they make a deal for something like 13, 10, 11... Uh, Knicks, Wizards, somebody, uh, Hornets at 13, and take a sure thing with that pick. And they just completely sell out in this youth movement. I think it would be terrific. And be patient with Chris Ballard. I'm going to try to be patient with Chris Ballard. You be patient with Chris Ballard. When you have some stress about the Colts, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out and you'll feel so much better. Tomorrow morning, 
Breakfast with Kent. We got more draftees potentially for the uh, Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about the Colts as well. I can't